You can be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of from any place in anywhere of the world. That's the don't, whole point. Don't crap on how I spend my money in entertainment. And I won't crap on the fact that Shrek made you famous. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey, what's up, Packer fans? This is Coach Juan, a.k.a. the smallest big mouth in the Midwest, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, Matt Larson. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? How was Twitter tailgate 2021? It was hashtag hungover. <laughs> Without a doubt, without a emotional, doubt. emotionally, the drinking, all of it, dude, was just absolutely insane. Um, you know what? Everybody on Twitter, which is what was really nice, was exactly who they're supposed to be. Right? There were no surprises with fake. There were no fake people there. What what you expected was was there. It was it was awesome, man. A lot of people I got to meet that I interacted with before but not as closely you know when we're on twitter we have a tendency to have our little tight-knit circle of people that you interact with and go back and forth with but there were a lot of new people that went there that were really awesome man it was genuinely completely worth it and completely fun to to hang out with everybody it, it was insane dude it was fantastic everything that i expected it was great i i'm super jealous of course they didn't uh, open up the border to uh, us canadians just yet so I got to miss out on what looked like a fabulous trip. It was ridiculous. We, uh, I'll give you a quick summary of, of my trip. And okay. I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear some of the dirty details. You don't have to name names, but we do know somebody might have thrown up on a bar. Yes. And it was fantastic. So first night we go in and staying downtown Milwaukee. I wasn't staying anywhere. You know, the first night I wanted to, I, I love Milwaukee, dude, in general. Just, it's such a cool city. We stayed downtown. There's so much stuff to do there. And we got there, um, a little bit of a delay with our flight in the morning. So we did have to run to that second gate and barely make it, you know. Um, but they were very nice. And there was a nice couple that was able to get up and like an older couple split up to let us sit together for the flight, which was nice. Um, and we get in there, we stayed at a hotel. It was like literally two minutes from everything. The third ward, which is a historic area down in Milwaukee, bunch of really nice restaurants. And we went to a Brazilian restaurant that night to start off and met up with, uh, Mr. Jeremy Retz and his wife, Kelly. It was awesome, man. It was phenomenal to be up there. And we had a nice little dinner, started 
of course I, I had to have my spotted cow, which is overrated. So yeah. it, it tastes yeah. like a, a clove heffin like a lager slash heffenweizen, but it's got some clove in there. I'm not a big fan of the clove. So I drank a shit ton of them anyway. But they, <laughs> I mean, they still, yeah, they did. Their, I mean, they did their job. They did their job. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to. They brewed it properly to, to let me drink several. Um, and then we went to a bar that uh, Adam fractured badger took us to because he's a local, you know, so he knows all the ins and outs. And he sends us the name of this bar called Safe House. And apparently it was a speakeasy because we're standing out in this alley. We're like, where the fuck is this place? There's like a door to another bar that's full of lights and all this type of stuff. We're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden there's like this little door that you open up and you go in there and this tiny little lobby with like a bunch of antique shit in there or whatever it is. And you hear somebody just over like an intercom say, what's the password? We're like, we don't fucking know what the fucking yeah. password is. <laughs> right. So I sit in a chair and there's like this typewriter and I start hitting a bunch of fucking buttons and then they start telling you stuff to do while you're in there and you have to do basically something stupid to get in. Right. So, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the hell we, we, we had to pose and jump. Oh, I remember what we had to do. There, we had to just kind of stand a little circle. We started jumping up and down and screaming. And I started screaming, go pack, go, of course. Um, open up the door, we go in and you see TVs up on the wall and everybody just filming, laughing their ass off at all the people in the room that walk into the bar. So that was how you got nice. into the bar. Nice. Yeah. But we were able to get a nice little spot on the corner of the bar um, and started drinking, talking, having a good time. It was, fuck, we had a lot, dude. I mean, I had probably about 10 beers and at least three shots at least that I can kind of remember. Um, but yeah, so we did that for that night and that was Amy, Jeremy, Adam, and I were there just drinking it up with the wives and having a really good time. And then we went to another bar recommended by Adam called the Fister. And I was like, <laughs> of course my comment every time was Fister. I hardly know her. You know, that was every time I, every time I heard that stupid name. Oh, why, uh, why would, why would the bar be named anything other than Fister if Adam well, recommends it, right? <laughs> uh, well, what's funny is the name of the hotel is Fister and the bar at the top is called Blue, which makes sense, right? Because we're oh. going to end up bruised after a, a nice fisting. So. <laughs> ah, terrible. 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 So we got a drink there that night and it was pretty funny. I think my wife actually probably got genuinely, I think she got roofied at some point Terrible. Um, and she felt horrible that night. She got really drunk. So we had to head back to the hotel. Um, it might not have been the five other gin and tonics that she drank. <laughs> the double Maybe. gin and tonics she drank probably had Maybe. something to do with it too. But no, the way she felt was not normal. She was not hungover, and she's a trooper. So there's something weird about that, but we were walking down the street and Adam, uh, I don't know if you recall, cause this just came to mind right now, but when we were walking down the street, my wife went into the hotel to try to get in. We still had, cause those drinks were like 20 bucks a pop, dude. So I was like, I'm not wasting these. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, we actually took the glasses out of the bar and we're walking down the street, drinking with them. And we got to the front of the hotel, which is a couple blocks away or whatever. And we were talking the whole way. And my wife goes and I was like, dude, I got to go take care of her. Let's finish this up. But we finish up. I had a 
I, I drank a nice little scotch. You know, I was sipping it at that point, a nice little Lafroig, 18 year. And I don't, I don't remember what he was drinking. I had to actually give the phone to the waitress for Adam to order whatever the fuck he ordered. I have no idea what the hell he ordered. And, uh, <laughs> and as soon as we get out there, we look at, we, we give a big old cheers. We chug it. And we just grab those glasses and just fucking smashed them on the street. So that was my one oh. stupid thing for the weekend. Oh, hopefully the Milwaukee police is listening. Yeah, we found I'm, them. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they all listen to us. You know, they, all, all, they can't all be one them. of the seven. They all can't be one of the seven. No, they can't. And uh, <laughs> and then yeah. Saturday, you know, did our thing. We actually went to the Van Gogh Museum experience, which is highly recommended cool. to anybody. It was phenomenal. It really was just. It was incredible. An incredible experience. Then headed out and hit up the Twitter gate people. We all went to Longhorn Steakhouse. Nice. Um, and had a really nice steak dinner together. And that's where we got to meet everybody. And, you know, Jamie, Kate, everybody, dude. Um, it was Jessica was incredible. Um, man, it was just such a good time. Genuinely, man, I'm telling you, every single person that we met, you know, Sassy Spice, all of them were there. It was wonderful. We <laughs> sat there and we just had a really genuine good time, really good conversation, talking, just getting to know each other. It was wonderful, man. It was a really, really, really good time. And then obviously the game. I'm I'm really jealous, man. I, I, I kept watching your videos and your posts from everybody. And I was so jealous. I felt like like a five-year-old that didn't get his toy at Christmas. You know what I mean? I, I, I wanted to throw a fit. At one point, I was actually on the phone. It's honest to God's truth. Uh, Friday afternoon, I was on the phone with the uh, border to find out if if I if I could drive straight mm -hmm. through because there was some type of rumor that I might be able to. And I was like, well, I I, I could be there in twelve hours. I, I I could be there by Saturday morning. Bruce would be having his pancakes, and oh I'll come God. walking up to him, right? Yeah. And I called, and there was like, there's no way in now. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well dude you were sorely missed genuinely it was we did try to talk to you a couple times and that type of stuff when we were in the stadium i tried to call you and there's just no signal in the stadium so it was unfortunate but that was the one thing that sucked is we really did need you there man that was the one thing so just to make you feel better about it you you were really sorely missed and you should have been there I, yeah, I will not miss next year. I don't care if I've got to dig a tunnel under the border. I'm coming next year. There's no doubt. I know a guy in Mexico who can do that for you. I, if I got to fly to Mexico <laughs> and then come hey, back with you, right? Could you have, that might have actually you have done that? That yeah, would have worked. Actually, yeah, except I, I need a direct flight. So what the rule is, is I need a direct flight from Winnipeg to Mexico or huh? from Toronto to Mexico and when we sat down and trying to figure it out, it was like, okay, so am I spending, am I really going to spend $15,000? Oh, is it really yeah. that expensive to fly into Mexico? Well, it would have been for me to fly into Mexico to drive into the United States and then fly to the game. Right. And then stay at the, Oh, oh it was, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, it was not cheap, you no. know, and that, that leads us right into smash asses fucking smash mouth oh, pieces of shit. cock mouth cock mouth yeah cock mouth the hell was up with that you where, know what where did that you come from you know what i used to work in a bar and this bar used to have live music and a lot of the times some of the live music that we had 
were big bands that were on their way down. And they did a show in Winnipeg that I was bartending at. And I know an awful lot of stories. And it's not stories because I've made these up or heard these. But I stood there and watched it with my own eyes about these guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they want to talk, talk. You know what? Like, like my wife said, she goes, I think we still have pictures. And you know what? If they don't shut the hell up, we're going to start looking for those pictures. Enough's enough. You can be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of from any place in anywhere of the world. That's the don't, whole point. Don't crap on how I spend my money in entertainment. And I won't crap on the fact that Shrek made you famous. I won't crap on the fact that your last six concerts had less attendees than I have Twitter followers. Okay. So don't, don't just, just stand over there. We'll stand over here. You root for your team. I'll root for my team and our little worlds go, go round. But you want to take your blue check mark and start smashing on people. Now I have an issue. Now I have an issue that blue check mark should be taken away and they should have their band name changed to Cockmouth. That's how I feel about them. <laughs> Enough's enough. I love it. Enough's enough. <laughs> hashtag. Fuck hashtag, hashtag Cockmouth. That's hashtag how they'll now be mouth. known, right? I've seen Matter an awful fact. lot of, hey, how's it going there, Smash Mouth? Can you get me some? I'm, 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 that's all I'm going to say. Were they smelling their own farts? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So we'll watch the game. Thoughts about the game? You were there. Dude, it was. Was it loud? Was it loud? I saw no. the flur constantly going no. louder, get louder. It's the same thing that happened last time. We obviously, because we were surrounded by a lot of younger people, but there is some sort of vibe in Green Bay where on offense, it's. It's fairly quiet, you know, and you have idiots like me um, that are just a little bit louder than normal. But on offense, very respectful, very quiet. Very few times did anybody have to tell people to shut up on offense. So that was good. But on defense, it was taking the players and the people on the sidelines and putting people on the jumbotron and the announcer to constantly say, hey, get loud Lambo and put that up for people to scream. I mean, I, I, I lost my voice obviously. Yeah. And all of yeah. us lost our voice because you have what 30, 40 people in a section yelling really, really loud. But there were times that were crucial in the game. You know, that three and out that we talked about where it was just like, why don't we were at the 40 Dylan was running it down their throat. Oh. Um, Rogers was a little bit off on his throws and you could see it. And he was visibly frustrated missing a couple throws that were, at key moments, he did fine, obviously, but it was there was a couple plays here and there in that that three and out that we had where we were at the 40 and we were pounding it with Dylan. When we came back and they it was a nice punt from Bojorquez to tell you, man, that dude is he kept us oh yeah ahead of the game. Let's put it that way. Had uh, that uh, stuff uh, not what was it, a 67-yard fair catch? A 67-yard fair catch, like never. And, and and you could hear it come off of his foot. That was what oh, was I pretty bet. cool. You know, we're 40 rows up and you can, you could hear it come off of his foot, but that the noise levels, it was like first down for them. Like we're screaming, nobody's screaming, everybody's sitting down. Uh, second down, 
50% of the crowd kind of yelling, not yelling. And then third down, you had people on the jumbotron and all the players on the sideline, like waving their arms, like get fucking loud. Like, let's, and yeah. then it would get loud, but it took a lot of coaxing, which is really stupid. It never, it doesn't make sense to me. Like you go to this game, home field advantage, and there was, you know, it was fine. There was, we did there. They were tracking how many times the crowd actually affected a play. Right. And at the end of the game, they were at three out of yeah. all of those plays. There were three when it should be every single play on defense. You well, need to be loud. You can you can see it when you're watching television when they get stupid loud and you can see the quarterback trying to make the adjustments and the, the old line is trying to talk to each other. And the wide receivers are given that shrug of I didn't hear a thing. What's going on? You know, at that point, we're, we're going to win this doubt. We're going to win yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And it because got, they, and it got they loud on third down. Other. Yeah. Yep. Third down was always loud. That's, uh, you know, credit where credit is due. Third down was always loud, but that first and second, and that's where they'd made their hay. Right. Yeah. I mean, that long touchdown to Juju down the sideline was on an early down. Why? Cause there was no noise. Yeah. They did exactly what they wanted to. Right. And there were a lot of Steelers fans there and you could see them. They had their little, their little, Ass towels, wipe towels, terrible or whatever. Towels. Yeah, yeah, they're ass wipe towels. They're all right. They're all yeah. right. They're all right. But Steeler really, fans are okay. You know what? You know what? They are they, good. They, were they great. went through just as much dismal play as we did after Terry Bradshaw left. They they were a terrible team for quite a while. I've got respect for Steeler fans. I I I, I respect their team. When my play my when my team is playing your team though, you can go fuck your hat. That's how yeah. that works. Yeah, exactly. But no, yeah. they were really nice to interact with. They really were. We had a couple of, around us as well. They were nice. They were genuinely nice people. You yeah. can talk to them going into the stadium and in the, in the in the crowd of 79,000 people going into the stadium. Crazy. A lot there. And Crazy. it was talking to everybody. It, it was a really that, – that was refreshing too because I've, I've been to Dallas. Dallas fans suck. Um at least in person, they're just until they lose and then they, they, they're very quiet, but while they're winning, they're the loudest bunch that ever exists. But Steeler fans are a lot like Packer fans where they're passionate about their team. They're knowledgeable about their team for the most part. And the refing was kind of shitty again on both sides, which affected the game. And it did affect some of their plays too, but there were some that, you know, were, were iffy calls like Joe hated putting that he was not offside. Oh. So it was like, yeah, you were, dude, I was there. You were you know, offside. So, you know, and, and, and people will talk about how uh, uh, Johnson uh, beat Jair and he pushed off. That wasn't a push off. That, that was that was that was him judging distance. The ball was well over Jair's head. There was no push yeah. there. That No, yeah. no, no. But there was a trip. There was a hold. There was three or four uh, holds, uh, especially on Kenny Clark, because Kenny Clark, you could see, was getting he aggravated was with the whole. Destroying, oh. dude. Oh. He was destroying. Yeah. There was a handful of holds. There was, uh, uh, what was there, an offensive pass inter or a defensive pass interference that we didn't get. There was, yep. a, there was a handful of calls. And I know there was calls that went both ways. And, you know, that's kind of how the game goes. It's just how come our calls always cost us points? That's my issue. Know. You know, I mean, there's Rodgers getting tripped by J.J. Watt, and it is blatant as all blatant can see. TJ. And they're like, TJ and they, or T.J., sorry. And they throw they throw the flag and then they walk over and pick it up. Like what? When let me ask you something, NFL referees. If anybody in the NFL is listening to this, 
or officiating. Let me ask you one question. When you're standing on the field and there's a great big jumbotron. Two, size, two giant jumbotrons. Yeah, and, and you guys are discussing it. Doesn't one guy look up at the screen just for a second, just to kind of see a different angle? Like nobody wants to just look up there just for half a second and go, oh my God, look at that. Did he ever kick him? Wow, we should call that. We do have the right call, right? Instead, they all huddled together. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Well, the Packers seem to be a little ahead. Oh, well, you know what? We missed a call over here. We should probably make it up for them over there. You know what? I think I'm just going to pick up the flag. Come on. Look up at the screen. What's weird is two weeks in a row, we've got the least called penalty affect the game, right? We had tripping, which was tripping from us. Yeah. Yeah. Last game. That was while he was while Amos was being held. While right. he was being held, right. go on. <laughs> but it was a trip, and they called it something they never called. And this week they had a chance at redemption, and they don't call it. They pick up the flag. They picked up the flag. It wasn't like there was no – they're just like there was no tripping. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because everybody's seeing the Jumbotron. Yeah. And like you said, look at the Jumbotron. If we can see yeah. it, you can see it. Take advantage of the technology. It's not 1927 where there's no yeah. computers or – any type of screens of any type, and it's just your eyeballs. But oh, we, you know, I want it to influence our calls. You know what? When you're on the fence, look up. Yep. Look up. Yep. Because sometimes these angles will make you go, "Holy crap!" Yep. Right? Did we ever blow this one? I know when I was coaching, and I never heard this when I was playing. Only when I was coaching, uh, uh, refs would come up to me at the beginning of the game, and they go, "Anything you want us to tell?" And you know, and we declare a couple of trick plays. Like I have a trick play that we're going to use and it's going to be this. And you ever heard of the guard around? So what happens is, is, is that a condom? Yeah. It's uh, uh, so what happens is, is the center snaps the ball. He holds it between his legs. The quarterback runs to the left without touching it. And the guard comes off the center's ass and is able to take the ball and run. Okay. We, it's it's allowed in the CFL. I'm not I'm not sure about the NFL, but it's called a guard around here. The, and there's a couple of different rules to it. The quarterback can't put his hands under the center. He has to put his hands down at his side. So we tell the you know okay we're gonna run this one probably you know at some point. So if you see him with his hands down like that, that's what we're going to do. That sort of thing. So you would also have at like halftime, a ref would walk up to you and he'd go. We blew that call horribly. He goes, we'll try and make it up for you in the second half. And I hated that. I hated that. I was like, I just want you to call it. And if it and if it's all on us, then it's all on us. Don't try and make it up because you blew one over here, right? And what you know they're doing happening? it on the other side then. Yeah. And what happened that game, actually, and it was pretty pivotable, pivotable, pivot, oh, blah, 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 blah. It was pretty intricate. Pivotable. Pivot. Now you got me. <laughs> pivotable. 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 Is that it? Yeah, I think you said pivotable. I'm so confident. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, it was it was it was intricate. Pivotal. 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 It was, it was really pivotal. And uh, what happened was is we had got them on a three and out, and we went to block the punt missed the punt and just smoked the punter. Mm-hmm. And that should have been a first down for them and 15 yards. And they let it go because of a call they missed in the first half. And at the end of the game, when I was standing there with the other coach, I said, that call 
And I pointed to the other coach. I said, that call cost him the game. I said, we blew that. You should have called that. I said, I know you're trying to make it up because there was a call earlier, but this one cost him the game. The other one cost us 15 yards. Like you've got to, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe what you do is, is on third down. If it's a, if, if it's a third and you know, the guy comes up really short, you move the ball over a little bit and give him one first down series or something. Right. Maybe you do yeah. something like that, but that one cost him the game. And you know, I mean, and a you win's know, a win was, and this and that, but it was an ugly, like this, this was another ugly convincing win is what it yeah. was. Yeah. But that, that's this what game we should have been what we this, need. This game should have been 34-10. And I know uh, people criticized me on Twitter. They were like, hey, we're winning, this and that. Listen, this is how I like to watch the game, okay? I like to watch the game, and I break down, I mean, everything, okay? I see the splits on the on the O-linemen. Where are we at mm -hmm. with the splits? What are we mm -hmm. looking at? I mean, a lot of the times, my father-in-law was sitting here, and a lot of the times, they would line up. And this is still 20 seconds before they're going to snap the ball. And I'd be like, this is a run. This is a run to the top side. They're going to move this tight end over here. This is going to happen there. And I'm watching it like that. And mm -hmm. a lot of the times there's a handful of, man, we had the right play call and somebody changed it, you know? And mm -hmm. when we were up 24, 10 and, and we were marching the ball down the field with Dylan killing the clock finally we start killing the clock so we can get the hell out of here we get down to a third and four and there's rogers overthrowing tunyon oh well, and people go oh well if tunyon would have caught that yeah if this is what was happening dylan was averaging damn near seven yards of carry march the march the ball down the field 40 yards on on four or five carry all he had to do was hand the ball off again Another first down, another two minutes taken off the clock. We get all the way down. Even if, if all we did was kick a field goal, it's now 27-10 with less than three minutes to go. You can hand the ball back and say, good luck. Here's the stats. Dylan forced four, like on top of the fact that, and you know, we'll get into the actual, but the important stats that I got from Dylan and watching him, and this was real evident, and it's exactly what you talked about, right? So Dylan forced four missed tackles, number yeah. one. On 15 carries, right? Yeah. Uh, he created 40 yards after first contact. Yeah. 40 yards after first yeah. contact. And on his lone catch, had 13 yards after the catch. So yeah. it, that's... And you know what the most important part about that entire series was? Their defensive line had to start helping each other up. There was hands on the hips. There was guys taking one knee in between plays to catch their breath. We were killing them. Yep. Killing them. We got to start killing them earlier. We have to pound, pound, pound. We've got probably the best tandem in the league. We need to use these well, guys. And, and people you know go, oh, well, we don't want to overuse Aaron Jones just no, in case. they are. We Here's just paid doing. him millions of dollars. They're going to split. 50 54 the 55 45 split is yeah. a real thing yeah. but the way that they're utilizing jones is and i saw it in the game and the reason that i had him at number three in fantasy so there you go luke saw hook told you is <laughs> is not because of his um rushing ability which he is phenomenal he's dynamic he can take one to the house at any time but what they're doing is they're splitting him out wide and they're using him as a wide receiver. You know, he led the team with 46 yards 
after the catch as a receiver and also forced to miss tackles on the run, right? And he had that 15-yard run that was beautiful, but they're using him in the passing game. And that's what yeah. they're going to do. They're going to have two backs. They're going to split him out, and they're going to have him go into motion. That's the motion that we're seeing, right? We're seeing two two running backs in the backfield, and then they're splitting Jones out to the on wide opposite of Devontae. He kind of took on that MBS role a little bit. Obviously, yeah. he doesn't have – but they he tried to hit him twice. And yeah. he was real close on that one in the end zone where he was just barely out on that. You know, he got a little bit of a shove out there, but that's, that is Jones. Jones is going to be the change of pace back, the receiving back, but he'll also get his carries, but they're, they're going to be pretty split. But I think it's going to be that 55 45 split with Dylan pounding the rock down the middle, hurting these boys and Jones yeah. being that change of pace fast dude and splitting them out wide. And it was real evident in this game that that's the game plan. The motion is going to be motioning out our, our wide yeah. receivers into the slot and out wide. That That's the motion. We're not having people coming well, across see, formations like we did last they, year. It's a little bit different. When they move a running back from behind the quarterback out wide or they put them in jet motions, every linebacker as he crosses, every linebacker's assignment suddenly changes, 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 changes. Yeah. And, and you can have up to seven different players have to change their assignment as he crosses. So that's so that's what he's trying to create is a little confusion in the coverages. And who's in the slot? Moves, and who's in right? the slot? Well, he's spreading out wide. You've got Cobb in the slot, forces everybody out. And who had the big game? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Cobb looked fantastic. Cobb looked ready to routes. go. Only 23 yeah. routes. It was, yeah. I mean, he that was he his was highest graded game of his career. His highest graded game of his career. And think about it. He's had some incredible games for Green Bay. That was his highest graded game. Yeah, no surprise I, here, right? I mean, he had a 90.5 as yeah. PFF grade. A.J. Dillon, 84.4, which is what we just talked about. Adams had a, had a 76.9. He was just pretty much taken out of the – they made it a point to take him out of the game, right? And that's exactly what we said. You're going to take him out of the game, but he'll still have five for 84 or whatever it is that he's going to have, right? Then Aaron Jones – Dude, his – oh, my God. His pass blocking is fucking awesome. He's getting there. It, He's getting it there. It is not – it is not even – him kind of hitting somebody and slowing them down. No, he's got his hands and he's putting them up and holding the dude for a second or two, like an offensive That's all he's lineman. Do. It yeah. was amazing, dude. I saw that two or three times out of him and I was like, how about our wide why. receivers? How about our wide receivers? Omari Rogers lit up that linebacker and then threw him into the uh, safety. There's a scene there where uh, uh, Lazar just cranks this guy. I mean, you've got to love it when you're, when your offense wants to go out there and punch the other team in the face and you've got a guy like Devontae Campbell running around on the defense making all these plays, soon you start to get a little competition between – we used to, when when we played – well, when I played, uh, uh, we used to put $5 in a helmet. And whoever yeah. had whoever had the best paint mark, and that's when your helmets collide and you get the big yeah. paint mark on your helmet, whoever had the best paint mark used to get. The right. Mic. So we used to go. We used to just go, just slam. This is back before – concussions and all of that stuff right yeah of course yeah you but, had to you had to yeah. oh yeah lay wood and, and you know if you like the packers without borders with uh me matt and of course my good buddy bruce in el paso and uh the stuff that we the content that we do and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff do us a favor 
hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes. You can do Spotify. We're on every platform you can possibly imagine, but really iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you guys can go in there and subscribe, retweet, help us out, that would be fantastic. You can follow Matt at LarsonMatt2 on Twitter, and you can follow me at Bruce Edmonds on Twitter as well. We love you guys. Really appreciate the support. Peace. Go Pack Go. Hey, this is Jamie Cheesebutt. I'm from LA, California, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. It guys just, would, it was amazing. Guys would, there was such a competition that, you know, and it's just like what I referred to with Jair and with Stokes, right? You're going to have these two guys having a battle within the game against each other. Oh, you got a pick now, I got to get a pick. And it, it raises everybody's level. And that's what's happening here is you're watching the offense go out there and start to lay some wood, and the defense is going, we need to start laying some wood. Yep. And maybe, maybe Barry, We'll start to maybe just listen a little bit here. And I, I know he's been doing better the last two games, uh, stopping the run. And everybody says, oh, see, he's doing it. Uh, I'm seeing three guys in the dirt a little bit more than just you two. You know who it is? And it's Campbell. Campbell's the difference. It, it, not only that, but it's the three guys in the dirt. When we have two guys in the dirt, they're getting five, six, seven yards of carry. But we're putting three guys in the dirt a little bit more. What I'd now like to see is Stokes instead of nine yards deep. I'd like to see him in that four to four to five yard. There was a couple of times there where he was nine yards deep. It was second and four. And he's standing he was targeted, five yards. He was targeted 15 times, yeah. 10 catches for 84 yards, no touchdown. That to me is shut down. 15 oh, targets. Oh yeah. Oh, 15 yeah, no. times they threw his way. Oh yeah. Um, he, he's got speed dude's to legit. Burn. Dude's yeah. legit. He's got speed to burn. He can, he can, he can press up just a little bit more. I think he's playing off too much. And I think that's a design call because it almost looks like they're running either a cover two and using Savage in the middle instead of him being the other uh, deep safety. Or there was a few times where they were running like a cover three and he was that third guy. And I don't, I don't like that for him. That's a Kevin King spot. That's a uh, Chandler uh, Sullivan spot. That's a, they're protecting. You know, they're protecting Amos a little bit, buddy, back there. Yeah. It seemed like so. Amos is fantastic. He's pretty steady, yeah. Eddie. But there's oh, something yeah. there where they're giving him a little bit of help, and I think that's part of why they're playing a little bit deeper. That that's what I was looking at. There, it seems like they're trying to protect Amos a little bit in the back end. So um, who, we'll see. Who knows, right? Maybe who knows? I, I'd like to see them press up just a little bit more. I'd like to see we're we're not really as aggressive as maybe we can be. I'd like right. to see a little bit more five man rush. You know, we're probably only doing there. it, it was... about 20% of the time. I'd like to see 35, maybe 40. We're going to see what, what comes out of this, right? Cause we've got some pretty bad injuries, man. I mean, you think about just Bach yeah. Jenkins, right? Yeah. Just right out, off the hop. Like those are two of our best players, obviously. And now yeah. we've got uh, MVS, right? Yep. He's out. Now King has been out for a couple of weeks. And as much as we want to rain on his parade, the dude knows, you know, the drop off at that point. And now without Jair and dude, 
that hit was oh, yeah, no. textbook yeah. rugby tackle between the thighs, drive your shoulder into him. And, and I think when he came up a little bit, I was like, oh, he got a nice little stinger. Cause that's what happens when you hit somebody yeah. well, you hurt them, but you hurt yourself. That was always the rugby thing. If you hurt yourself, it's like, you know, you hurt him, but it hurts you just as much. And I was like, oh, you got a pretty bad stinger. And then he yeah. sat down and I was like, all right, this is not good. Cause he, I knew it immediately. So, yeah. immediately as soon as he made contact i stood up like oh crap oh crap and when he kind of rolled over and didn't move his arm i was like that's a separated shoulder that's what that is you can tell by the way that they get up as mm. soon as it happens the first reaction because you want to protect that because it hurts and the first thing he did was not move his arm and when he wasn't moving his arm i was like that's not a collarbone because when it's a collarbone you'll see the guy try and move his shoulder a little bit like maybe it's just a muscle or something and then after he moves his shoulder he goes oh fuck that's what it is when he didn't move his shoulder immediately i was like separated shoulder i i, I tweeted it before he even got off the field i was like that's a separated shoulder the way that they're talking about whether or not he's going to have to uh, get surgery or whether he can just play with this uh, uh sling that tells me yeah, that AC it was joint. it was yeah it was severe it wasn't a uh it wasn't, it wasn't a, a straight uh, first degree. It wasn't a second. This is a third degree where they're going. Now, listen, it's back in place and the swelling is down. Do we have to go in there and clean that up? Right. Right. And, yeah, and like I was talking to. Second opinions to, mean six weeks, right, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. And when I was talking to Jeremy, I said, the difference is if you don't let that first time, if you don't let it heal right, it never heals right. It feels good, but it'll constantly pop out. My right shoulder, I popped that thing out once, went back and played the whole second half, popped it out again the second half, didn't let it rest. And now, even to this day, there's every now and then I'll reach for something and I'll feel it click in and out. Yep. Like it just does not heal right. And that, that could be a career ender. They've got to take it easy with Jair. I see him getting at least two to three weeks off just to make sure that that shoulder, this guy's due a huge paycheck. 48 million, year. at least oh, 48 mil. Oh, it'll be ridiculous, right? I yeah. think they're going to take it easy on him two, three weeks. Let the swelling come down. You know what? They probably gave him cortisone to let the swelling come down. I mean, I, I, I of course, I'm all speculating, right? And I'm only speculating because this is what they did with, with my shoulder. This is what they do with a lot of people's shoulders is you got to wait for the swelling to come down and then you can really tell what type of damage there is. Now, maybe in a week or two, there's not that much damage and it heals up nice and he's able to go back or it could be the rest of the season. It's like a high ankle sprain, right? They go, oh, two, three weeks-ish for high ankle sprain. You hear about this guy going five, six, seven weeks. I'll tell you, I had a high ankle sprain damn near 20 years ago. And when my massage therapist is working in that area, it still hurts like hell. Still yeah. hurts like hell. It's one of those soft tissue issues, right? And the Packers soft are good at doing issue. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which soft tissue? <laughs> you missed me, didn't you, buddy? You missed oh, me. Oh, man. I was so jealous. I was so mad. And then I was mad at myself for being mad, right? You're like, okay, you got to calm down a little bit. They're all having a good time. I'm like, screw them. Couldn't they have just stayed at home and waited for me? No, <laughs> no, sorry. I, I can't blame you, man. I would have gone too. I would have been like, tough luck, Bruce. I'm, yeah, I'm Bruce, here, right? You can watch me from yeah. your couch while your golden but, dude licks your nipples. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm. you know what though? When, when you guys, when you guys come up uh, in the summer, 
I, I'm going to make it up. I, I've got a, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve already, and a few others that we're looking into. Uh, it's going to be uh, quite the. Uh, it's going to be epic. Time. It's going to be. It's going to be quite brother. the time. Yeah, there may not be as much uh, uh, throwing up on bars, but uh, there'll be a good time had by all. I I, I know it. So, Absolutely. Um, what uh, uh, what do we? Uh, what's well, the other? Uh, uh, this issue with Jair. So with with Jair out. We are really thin, Matt. Yeah. And it, people wonder why we take so many corners and why teams prioritize corners so much. Um, without Stokes, where would we be right now? Yeah. We'd have oh, yeah. Sullivan, King, yeah. who's out. They And um, a, guy, a guy named Bruce Irons on uh, on Twitter is pretty good. He, he makes some pretty good comments on there. One of the things he commented said they might have to bring Savage down and put him at corner. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense to me. That that's something that makes sense because people are talking about, you know, Gilmore wants to come to the Packers. He just tweeted out that he wants to go to the, that's the team of his choice. Uh, you know, you've got all the guys recruiting him. It would be fantastic. Not that it would not be amazing, right? But your take, well, he was released. Gilmore's got quad right? injury. He's got a quad injury right now. They say he won't be available till week eight. Right. He's got a couple weeks before he's he's back in there. I, but I we mean, have no I, money I, and we I have no it, way but... to do it. We have no yeah. money and no way to do it. There's not going to be anything flashy or fancy that's going to happen. It's unfortunate. And, but and is that where we're going to spend our money? I mean, don't forget when you look at interior linebackers and line and our edge rushers right now, we have Smith and Gary. That's the list. One of those guys goes down. I mean, we may not see Zadarius. I, there's a lot of guys talking about this. I think we're going to see Zadarius before the playoffs. I think he's that type of player. But we may not ever see Zadarius Smith in a Packers uniform again. Therefore, don't say that. Answer, that hurts. That actually hurt my soul it, a little bit. It hurts. It hurts me too. But he's due something like twenty-seven million bucks next year, yeah. right? And so Preston's playing like he's going to get paid. Gary's completely worth every dime that we're going to have to pay him. Jair's worth every complete dime. Tay is going to be gone because Rogers is gone. I don't, I think we're going to and, lose. And Dylan, just, don't and forget Dylan. Dylan. Oh, Tanyan. Oh, and then let's go to the O-line. Oh, and don't forget Kenny Clark might need to be re-signed again just to make cap room. Listen, we're going to lose some of these guys. They're going. We just can't keep them. Everybody, oh, we're going to, the cap will be high. The cap's not going to be $55 million increase this year. It will not. There is no way they're going to increase it that much. 20, 30, very possible. And we might 55. sacrifice we might sacrifice two years worth of salary and playing with what we've got knowing we're not going to have Rodgers and we're going to have love because this is the year. And they might pay Gilmore to come in, right? To have him for the playoff run in a couple of weeks. And luckily we have three weeks. And this is not knocking on anybody except for the Bears that suck. But yeah. Um, you know, we've got the Bengals, we've got the Bears, and we've got Washington. So as much as Washington, Washington's defense is not the defense that we thought it was. And you've got Heineke. So Heineke Rogers, I take the quarterback. Same thing with yeah. the Bengals. Improved yeah. defense, Rogers versus well, and, it, and it helps you know, that Mixon, Burrow. Mick, Mixon's a little injured, so they're gonna limit him. Yeah, so we're not Shane, gonna see gonna Shane Perrine. Yeah, we're, we're not going to see the same Mixon that tears up defenses all the time. We're going to see him limited because they've got to play. The Cincinnati Bengals have a legitimate team. They're, yeah, they they're I mean, they're not a Super Bowl winning team. They're definitely, we got a wild card 
They're and a playoff. Going to the playoffs. They're a yeah. potential playoffs. 100%. Yep. Joe yep. Burrow and Chase and Boyd and Mixon, they make that team uh, uh, an offense you got to worry about. I, I agree Higgins, with you that we've got so the I next... don't know if Higgins – is Higgins going to be in? I need to check the injury report to see how know. he's doing. I think he's out. Um, I, I, I do agree the next three weeks are a little lighter. At the same time, fuck. we can't we can't go 3-0 and or 0-3. There goes. Panthers, there goes, there he goes. Stephen Gilmore is gone to the Panthers. That's that. That's that. Stop talking about it. There it is. No more, right? I mean, everybody gets their hopes up. This is about every single free agent that comes up. Oh, we want this guy. We want that guy. We're, listen, we have to first off be able to make a deal. And secondly, they have to want to come here. Absolutely. They have to want to come here. And that's a big, big, big deal. Right. That's a huge deal. I, I don't think Gilmore was the answer anyway. I think that there was, uh, uh, you know, who else? Uh, Jeremy brought up uh, Hayden. Right. And yeah. uh, uh, I, I like Hayden. I think Hayden comes with too much of a price tag and we'll have to give too much away, especially with the team dang, dang near self-destructing next year. Right. We need to look at the free agent pool of players out there and there's, nobody out there that's any better than what we've got on our roster now that's so the at thing. this point that that's yeah i am gonna say i am all aboard for clay matthews i think bringing back clay might be a good idea and i'll i'll tell you what he would be insurance for preston and gary he would only have to go in to give them reps to give them rests and you know i mean we're talking about a guy who would probably play 15 maybe 20 snaps an entire game yeah right? but he'd probably give us five or six pressures in his sack off of those 15 maybe maybe yeah. wouldn't that be fantastic right yep. i mean and those are pretty low numbers too and especially with him being able to rest in between bringing in that leadership and giving us that insurance because i'll tell you something preston went out there and did one play and suddenly they were bringing him to the blue tent and i thought oh we're done Mm-hmm. Now we've got a huge hole on one side. And if I'm their offensive coordinator, we're going to target that one side all day, every day. There's going to be no other plays except that one side. Right. So I, I think Clay Matthews bringing in Clay Matthews, that, that might be a good idea. I think it might be Jalen Smith. I, I don't have any confidence in he's playing like summers right now. Summers is not hitting the hole. Summers is starting to make business decisions instead of football decisions. A lot like uh ha Clinton Dix at the end of uh, Clinton Dix's uh, time in uh, green Bay. He wouldn't, yes. he wouldn't put his head in there. He would try and fandangle it. So he wouldn't, uh, you know, get hurt. And that's when you start losing, you know, uh, uh, well, how do you protect up. your corner and how do you protect your cornerbacks? Well, with your safeties. Well, what with I'm thinking safeties. is, well, you need to start putting pressure on the quarterback, right? Oh, so 100%. You need to. It makes it yeah. so much easier for the corner if you've got pressure, right? right? Because so, the corner, realistically, the corner should only have to cover for about that four to five second mark. Anything right. more than that is ridiculous. You can't ask the guy to do that, right? Yep. So if we can Maybe get that's there, the way we battle. Maybe that's the way that we get past this hump these next few weeks is changing the scheme up a little bit to create a little bit more pressure. Like you said, the three men in the dirt, maybe get a little bit of Heflin in there so they, they don't double team Clark and let him start running a little bit, you know, gunshot. Kiki did a, did a fantastic job in his limited, he had a limited snaps, but he did really well, man, 
Um, so I'd like maybe to see that's more where Slayton. we're coming from. Yeah. I'd like to see yeah. more Slayton. Where's this guy? He's a he's a beast. Let's see him, right? I I don't see the Packers grabbing another defensive tackle that has a name at all. We tried the Snacks Harrison last year. We paid all that money for what nine plays. It, it just didn't work out. And then he trash talked us on the way out. Like, beat it. I I would like to see an edge rush or two picked up, even if they're ranked further down the list, just so that we can give Gary and Preston Smith. I mean, man, we've got, we got 13 more games to go. We can't lean on them like that for 13 more games and then expect the playoffs too. Yeah. You look at the score. I mean, you look at the grade. So Kingsley Kiki 91.3 and you could tell, I'm telling you, like when he was out there, he, yeah. he stood out. He stood out as playing very well. And here's, I'm just looking at the grades now, you know, 91 point feet for him. Dude, Devondre Campbell, it's for the first beast. time, we can say we have a middle linebacker. He yeah. is so fast, dude. Oh, like, yeah. I don't, I, I, I think he's a four, five, eight, whatever it is, but you see him as soon as he reads the play, it's bang. It, yeah. it is not, and he doesn't miss a tackle. The no. dude's phenomenal, dude. It's so fun yeah. to watch him. That, he's, that's probably going to be my next jersey, to be honest with you, is that dude. Even if it's just one-year rental, I want that dude on our team. He is awesome. He's got to stay. He's got to stay. And he's starting to lead that defense, and that defense mm-hmm. is starting to follow behind him. You watch, man. As we get into those tighter games and stuff, he'll start making those plays, and he'll win that defensive over. And that's, again, why I don't think we'll see Zedarius anymore. You know, I, I love Zedarius. I love myself some Z. I just think that injuries, lack of production, and then well, maybe and you know, if he had a back injury, it's probably been and he needed surgery. It was probably something he played through at the end of last year yeah, at some point. That's what I think too. Carried on into the off season where he was off and he tried to have a go at it. It didn't work. They gave it a go the first game. He had ten snaps and that was it. And they said, you know what? Nope, we're not going to hurt 20, you anymore. Done. Twenty-seven I mean, million dollars next year. I mean, yeah. we can't pay. We can't pay no. him twenty-seven million dollars. We just can't. So there's going to be a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of guys gone. A, a lot, lot of guys. This did, yeah, this team's going to look real different next year. So let's just enjoy the ride and see what's yeah. going on. We're going to see, you know, our outside linebackers, dude. Rashawn Gary, Chauncey Rivers actually did a pretty good job out there. Yeah, yeah. And he came back the, his whole preseason that you know the, where he was laying some wood in the preseason. He did a great job um, on Najee on a couple plays that where he tried to bounce it outside and there he was stopping him, you know, so it was, it was great to see that. And Adrian Amos, as much as, you know, I was saying they try to cover him up a little bit. He had a 65 grade. So, you know, he played above average. So our defense, it's players that we're not expecting to, to show up, need to show up this week. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, who is it that we're going to have to rely on to, to, to play this I out think more, without more Owen Burks. I think Burks is playing fantastic. He looked way better than Summers did. He hits those holes. He's got no fear. I think um, we got to see uh, Deguara, the tight end. We got to see him do something. I think, I think he's done, man, to be honest with you. that it, It's disappointing to me with that guy, but uh, he he's a disappointment. We really need bit. him to come through, and he's just not – I don't see it. I, I don't see him stepping up. I think he, not that he's hit his ceiling, but he is the player that he's going to be. And it's a little bit disappointing for me. You know, yeah. we need Tanyan to step up. That's somebody that we need to step up other than DeGuara. 
right? Well, we kind of, we talked about this. You and I talked about this before the season started that Tanyan's going to get a lot more eyeballs on him because of his mm-hmm. production last year. And we're going to have to see how much he can do. And when right. you've got Rogers that is just missing him by a hair every time, I mean, it, it's tough as heck. And he's yeah, his touchdown. His touchdown was a ball that, again, like you said, caught him, right? It was yeah. not oh. him going after the ball or anything. It was just that. And that's, it, it, it just, it, you're right. I mean, he's getting blanketed. He's not getting a lot of linebackers on him. He's getting corners on him now to cover him as a wide receiver. As he's, opposed to he's drawing, so. he's drawing the bigger names before right. it was like, ah, we'll put whatever linebacker we have on Tunyon yep. who cares. And now it's like, listen, we need to put one of our good guys on Tunyon or he's going to have an, he's going to have a ball. So where's yep. that production going to come from? I right. mean, I guess it's going to come from Randall Cobb. I guess it's going to come from uh, Lazar, but you know, it, it brings me back to, do you remember that Saints game where uh, Adams didn't play and Lazar and MVS four last and Tanya, year. Yep. everybody had an amazing game. I'd like to see, and I love Devontae. Devontae makes it look so easy. Even when he's covered, he looks wide open. But I'd yep. like to see Rodgers maybe look the other way just a few times. There was a lot of times where he was staring down over at Adams and instead he was missing Lazar on this route or he missed Cobb on that route. Or he missed so and so on this. Those are the plays like, that he said he would. Those were the throws that he said he was missing. It was not necessarily that he 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 had a few throws that were off, but yeah. what he talked about more than anything was those were the throws that he talked about missing. It wasn't about missing a guy that he was throwing to. It was missing the read of another player that was somewhere where he should have thrown the ball that Wide pissed him open. off about. And he said yeah. that you know he said yeah. that open. It's like three times, and he mentioned Lazard. He mentioned Cobb on another play yeah. and he mentioned um, who was it? I think it was Malik Taylor was another one where Malik came okay. in for something um, that I'm trying. I, I was trying to look at, you know, cause I was there. So I'm, I'm trying to remember the game. Cause usually when you watch it on TV, you can go back and see what it was. And I was looking for Malik and there was one where he was just wide open in the flat and he force fed it to Devante um, and missed Devante because he was blanketed. You know, he had, coverage up top the guy came over to help and and he couldn't hit him it had been a pin perfect throw but Malik was right underneath him just he sat in the hole just like right here you know and it was like a third and five third and six or whatever it was I think those are the throws that he was talking about where his progressions he needs to learn just like that like the way he played like you said against New Orleans where if you don't have the dude that you zero in all the time and luckily you know I think they schemed Cobb a lot for this game on purpose. And it also is helping Rogers take his eyes off of Devonte onto yeah. another player. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, hopefully it's a progression. I mean, this is all scheme. This is throwing guys. It's not throwing guys open. This is a scheme that LaFleur set up to have people wide open in the NFL. When a dude has two or three yards on a player, that dude is wide open in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's what he's oh, yeah. missing is that read where it's like, dude, we're having this motion over here for you to hit this guy over here. And that's what he's not looking at. Yeah. Yeah. We got the Bengals coming in Sunday. Sunday. I'm Sunday, gonna, Sunday. Uh, I'm not going to ask you for your uh, projections just yet. I, yeah, we'll do that uh, Saturday. Yeah. I have a uh, uh, horrible feeling about this game myself. I feel like this is a trap game. I feel like this is one of those where the offense might sputter, sputter, sputter. And, you know, we just look off. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I Don't ask me now. It's Wednesday. Talk to me Friday. That's when I feel better about things. And uh, for those people in the Twitterverse, 
who like to comment about uh, the way that I uh, uh, tweet uh, during the game, let me tell you something. I won't knock on your door about the way you be a fan. You don't knock on my door about the way I'm a fan. If it seems like I'm getting super angry and things like that, you know what? This is how I have fun. I consider it a lot of fun. And I don't take this with me the next day. I don't walk down the street and hang my head for a whole week or anything like that. Even after we lost the fail Mary and the NFC championships and stuff, a couple hours after the game, it doesn't bother me anymore. It's a game, right? I, I get super involved because I used to play and I get frustrated because some of these mistakes are minor adjustments that just need to be made. And it frustrates me that here I am in Canada, not being paid by the NFL, and I see these adjustments that need to be made, and, and nothing's being done. Nobody's making these adjustments, right? And I think I've proven a couple of times, and I'm not saying I know it all, because I've also been wrong a thousand times. So don't, don't take this as a, I walk on water. But there's been a handful of times where I think I've, I've, I've called it, and I've even said it, where if something gets adjusted this way, suddenly it'll look a lot better, and it, and it is it's starting to look a little better. Three fat guys in the dirt. That should be the way that we line up every single time. I think we need to lean more on the corners. I know Jair's out, but let's say if Jair was in, we need to lean King more on the corners. That's it. Yeah. All this, all this off season talk and yeah. all this praise from Rogers and everybody talking about how he's mentally where he's supposed to be. He's yeah. got to step up, buddy. I mean, that's all there is to it. And if he doesn't step up at this point in the game, and hopefully he's out of concussion protocol and he's doing good and he's fully healthy yeah. and ready to go. But without him in there being the person he's supposed to be, then unfortunately, you know, I, I've tried to defend Kevin King as much as I possibly can, even though I understand yeah. his downfalls. But now's the either it's shit or get or off. It's, it's, it's shit or get off the pot at yeah. this point for him. I mean, yeah. there's no Put up there's or shut nobody up, to right? cover him up. That's it. He's, he's got to be the he's one. Got to perform. That's that's all there is to it. He's yep. just got to be the one. And he can't wake up in the morning, see his shadow, and be out for three weeks. He's yeah. gotta he's gotta stay healthy. I mean, we just signed him. We just paid him, and we put all this faith into him. And what has he played? Yeah. Let's see what happens, right? brother. And you know, just to to put a little bow on your comment about the Twitter comments, or just the way that you're a fan, and this kind of ties into the whole Smash Mouth stuff. It's you know what? Cockmouth. Cockmouth. Hashtag right. cockmouth. Yeah. The the problem is that you should care about how you enjoy the game, and you do yeah. you however you want to do, and don't worry yeah. about what anybody else is doing. I look at your comments. I don't, I don't tweet. I don't answer phones. I don't answer messages, but I look at what you tweet out because it does. It's like, Oh shit. And it helps me kind of look at stuff. Cause you're looking at it from the perspective of somebody who played the game, somebody who coached the position where you start talking. I was like, okay, I'm going to see if they're doing this or doing this. That's the way that I, that I look at your tweets. I don't respond to you, you know, but uh, I'm reading through it and that's maybe that's something you can do. Just have everybody has their phone on their side. You know, how many people are checking their fantasy lineup every 22 seconds to see how they're oh. doing. But uh, you don't want to touch the phone. So, you yeah. know, to each his own. We're all fans of this team. We've got to enjoy it. This yeah. is a Super Bowl caliber team we have that has a legitimate shot at winning it all. And injuries come. And that's why when you talk about fire Gute and do all these types of things, here's where he proves his worth. These yeah. sixth and seventh round players, these free agents that he's brought in that he has hit home runs on at this point. From Look what at this I've old seen, line. Look at this old line. We are missing. We are missing two of the best. I mean, the best left tackle in the business, and then Jenkins, who has got to be a, a top five 
uh, old linemen in the game. We're missing both of them, and our old line isn't missing. And lost beat. Lindsay. And lost Lindsay. And Lindsay. Yeah. And Lindsay. And our old line isn't missing a beat. Like clearly, he knows what he's up to. Yeah. And I, I, I see Gilmore traded to uh, Carolina. It's official. He's gone. He's out of the realm. This is how it works for us Packer fans. I don't know why we get so excited. We need to take a deep breath. But enjoy. We need a little corner help. We need a little edge rush help. That's what we need. And every time I post that, there's always somebody that says, well, you know, maybe we could get Josh Gordon. We don't need a wide receiver. Our wide receiver room is full. It is phenomenal. There are guys sitting on the practice squad that could play today. Okay. And, And they don't get the time because our wide receiver core is full. And last year, we didn't have half as good as wide receiver core as we do this year. We had the number one offense. The yep. last thing we need is another wide receiver. We have to shore up the defense because right now the defense is leaking a little bit and she, she, she needs a couple of little adjustments. I, I, I pray for Jair. I think he's gone for at least two to three weeks. I hope they take their time with him and make sure that he comes back. Right. Kevin King needs to stand up for sure. Stokes is playing lights out. I mean, you know what, you know what the move is going to be? Here's the move that, Okay, Everybody's here we go. Gonna see. Are you ready? All right. It's, they're going to bring up Ento from the practice squad. That probably. That'll be it. That's going to be the move. I yeah. don't expect anything else other than that. Honestly, it's going to bring Ento up um, to fill in that void, and we'll hold our own. But, again, if we can put on the pressures that we've been doing, and Gary can take alignment and push him into the quarterback and still strip sack the motherfucker. That's oh, all that we was need, awesome. Dude. That's that all we so need. That was so awesome. That's all I, we need. I, I, I was cheering like a little girl. I was jumping up and down and screaming so much. That was fantastic. It's great to see a guy like Gary who's putting in the work, who's putting in the effort. You watched him his first year, barely get the reps, his second year playing, you know, second fiddle to the Smith brothers and stuff. And now, now he's putting in the time and the effort and it's paying off. It's, it's Gary's season. It's Gary. So that's season. what we need to look at. That's, you know, we'll, we'll break down the game on Saturday's pod. Yeah. But Really, what I would say is look at the defensive line and look how much pressure we're putting on the quarterback to protect our corners and, and the back end because that's where we are right now, right? We're probably going to end up playing a lot more zone, unfortunately, um, but we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Right on, man. All right, Pleasure. Buddy. Pleasure as always. Bruce, you have a great nice day, man. nice to see you, man. You too, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely well, I'll talk later. Yeah, take care. All right, peace. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. The Bears still suck.